Welcome to today's show of The Human Project, your podcast for inspiring stories. I do have Leah Schenk here with me. Despite that her last name sounds very German, she is not German. She was born in Marseille and she is a very famous tattoo artist. I am Corinna Rosa Falkenberg and I am looking forward for our today's interview. Leah, have a very warm welcome. Thank you very much. I'm really honored to be here. How do you feel? Um, well, really good. Really happy to be here in Bali. How lucky are we? Right? Oh, we are very lucky. I just said so. It's beautiful and it's an amazing bubble where we are in. Lucky us. A bubble. I would say it's definitely a bubble. <laughs> you are a tattoo artist and I saw part of your tattoo work yesterday because you showed me your portfolio. And you mentioned that your work is more art than working on the skin itself. And I've seen those beautiful drawings. They were all coming from you, from your inner soul, from your source of inspiration and creativity. I would like to know, like, where do you get that creativity from that you need to do your work? Um, I would say, and first is in the emotion stage. Mm -hmm. So, uh, creative come from within. Energetically, I have to be out of my head. Mm -hmm. um, I went through a period in my life when I had to learn this um, with lo losing my creativity. Um, I was so much in my head, so much thinking that I, I lost the connection. And we say that as a woman, the, the creative energy is in the womb, actually. So when we could get out of the head and connect to the wound easily, um, then my creative will flow easier. But then as well, artistically, I found myself looking a lot of on pictures, on photography, on movies. I'm really inspired from the 60s, 70s. Um, I love those women with mm. those beautiful, you know, um, high waist skirt, really um, tight and pretty basic colors. I love basics. Um, yeah, I love fashion as well. I love I do, I create a lot of women. Uh, most of my style, they come from creating women. And um, they, yeah, it's a representation of femininity, beauty, and way more, yeah. Because when I saw your portfolio yesterday, I was astonished. A large part of it consists of beautiful women that are very powerful, very self-confident. And I would say some of them like showing provocative provocative like uh, positions uh, but in a good sense like in a way like I'm a warrior better not to start fighting with me like but still not losing their femininity you know what I mean they had the good balance in between being a warrior which one can say is the masculine energy and the feminine sensuality would you view yourself also being one of those women you are drawing can you see a part of those women you are drawing within yourself well yeah obviously um and it's true that 
I and I do it instinctively to be honest. Mm -hmm. I haven't put the goal and be mm -hmm. like, oh, I want them to look like that. It's just it came to me and these repeated patterns of mm -hmm. mine to draw them like that came. And I want to bring this fierce and wild uh, part of those women, you know. And most of the time, um, for their time, women came to me and they, when they asked me a piece of art, one of the first things that I ask is which emotion, what, what do you want to bring uh, when it, we're talking about face mm -hmm. or... Um, and as well, it's really funny because not a long time ago, a friend of mine told me that um, she, so you know how it goes in Bali, you connect with people, but when you connect with them, it goes in, in beyond, it goes really deep, really easily. And, and um, so I will, we will hang out for a while and then she saw my artwork after, I don't know, maybe a month and she was like, it's funny because you're so soft and your hard work sometimes could look so dark and which is true you know i've been some part of my life darker a little bit harder and it's true that i i put some skulls every now and then and i put more dark and then more a little bit uh, rough you know and she was like and now I, I meet a different person you know and which is really true but there is as you say there is the warrior bit behind all of this, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you would say that that warrior is also part of your personality. It's one piece. Sometimes maybe it's showing up. So you know maybe also how to fight. Yeah, also how to speak up. I mean, at the end, you're a woman who is independent. You own your own money, right? You're living around the globe, one can say. You are free. I can see your inner strength. So this all needs also to come from somewhere. So would you say, yes, now I can show my soft sides, but you mentioned it before, you had dark periods in your life as well. And those were maybe also the warrior time. There was the time for your inner warrior to show up. So my question, those women, are they part of your personality, the women you were drawing? Yeah, obviously. Um, we say artists, they create um, autoportraits. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people come to me and like, oh, that really looks like you. Mm -hmm. And that's not the goal, obviously. It's, it's mm -hmm. as well the face that I see every day, right? Mm -hmm. But um, to come to the, the experience as, la as a human being, obviously the confidence and the fears and the wildness and the freedom that I want to represent in my art is a part of me and is a part of my experience. It's because I lived and i proved to myself that i can do that that mm -hmm. i can face my fears and that i can i can sermon this and that from from then that i can have the confidence enough to to believe that mm -hmm. is a part of me you know and most of the time the women that come to me they they come from my art because that's that's what they want to bring on themselves. That's the energy they, they want to call in. So maybe they have not yet reached that state, but they want to have one of your tattoos representing something they would like to have more in their own life. I believe we all. <laughs> I believe we all warriors on their own mm. way. Mm. We are, and I and I really want everyone to believe so. Um, it's just sometimes life puts you in in a place mm -hmm. that you really 
sucked into a certain way of perception to see yourself or to live. Um, and it's so beautiful if if I can bring this and let those these women believe that they are like that, you know? Um, yeah. What does empowerment mean then for you? I mean, I'm I'm like how many years older than you? I think even 16 years older, other generation. So when I now ask you as a representative of the younger generation, what does female empowerment means for you? Uh, empowerment for me, well, we, I grew up in such, such a generation, right? We want everything quickly and and when something doesn't work we throw it away and we think we can get better right in relationship and jobs and everything um but what's empowering for me is honestly is is what i've been working really hard this last year is self-love mm. honestly i mean there's so much more right mm. but when it comes down right now is if i love myself then I'm in peace and I can love anyone and I can love them for who they are, mm -hmm. right? And I can forgive and I can, it's, it's, I can be in peace and yeah, so it's super empowering and from then it comes down to have the freedom but is, is, a, is questionable is during this weird period. Um, what is empowering to be able to be authentic mm. be authentic be myself who i am you know who i'm truly am and i'm discovering every day who i am because we tend to hide ourselves or want to blind in or being accepted in a certain mm -hmm. way so we have tendency to believe that oh no that this is me this is me but actually we lost ourselves somewhere and and i found myself um understanding who i was really who i really i am through hardship you know when i end up to be on my own in a dark and darkness pl place in my life and be like now who I am? What what's the purpose of life? Where like, and and from then you start from zero and you're like, okay, actually I don't really like this. And actually, yeah. If I may come in, because now I do have uh, the idea of yeah, of course, who am I and what's the purpose of life for me? And I think everybody can relate to that. And now I think of your artwork, the tattoo, and the tattoo is like constantly on my skin. Like, you have asked me just before, Kokolina, do you also have a tattoo? And I said, no, at least not yet, because I was always like kind of resistant to the idea that it is permanently, it's a permanent friend on your body. Yeah? The idea is to keep it. And I would say like, if I look at my life, luckily I would say I have developed my personality. So I'm not the person I was 10 years ago not five years ago, I was probably not even the person I was just like a week ago because I'm not my past. Huh? So what is your recommendation? Someone shows up uh, and says, look, I do have a tattoo and it says, I love David. I'm not in love with David anymore. What should I do? What is your answer here? Well, Itamara um, Aesthetic, I would say first, don't fall for trend. 
and then if it's tempting because that's what we do as human beings we see other things we like we want it for ourselves even if it is i will suggest to not do that because so not go for trends and fashion what's hip mm -hmm. exactly because he end up to turn around mm -hmm. um and then the second advice i will give is you know this tattoo that you would like one day i believe it will become a part of yourself and i believe that you will end up to like it because it's your skin it's yourself mm -hmm. and it's a memory of a period of time with who you've done it which which where were you and and how you felt at this moment you know mm -hmm. and this is the art of the thing that's all it's a collection collection mm -hmm. of moments as as an mm -hmm. aesthetic art having on you mm -hmm. yeah. i like the idea to embrace what was so i understand you but nonetheless to go on and let it go exactly and it's mm -hmm. like it's like maybe one day um had a com someone had a complex for they mm -hmm. knows and then they end up mm -hmm. i hope for them 30 years or later to love their nose because it's a part of themselves so if you end up at some point be like oh i'm so tired of this tattoo i don't believe in this except if you go on something that other people may don't like i believe you will mm -hmm. always love it you know mm -hmm. Because you accept it and i wish for everyone to accept themselves how they are yeah self-love again right Yay! <laughs> when it comes to where your clients would like to have the tattoo on their bodies what is the most common part where you tattoo people um so with the chance of being of being 10 years in the mm -hmm. profession right and uh, carrying a certain statue then people come from my art and this is so rewarding to be honest it's like i've i've waited and i thought so much to be where i am today that the day that people come and really for what you do is it's it's so i'm so grateful for it but so in that point i can people are really open to listen to my invitations and in terms of of um in my artistic eyes and quality of work uh, then i will advise people to do it in either the legs or the the arms because um in terms of skin the skin is really different depending of different area of the body and for example in in the ribs where i wouldn't put a face which i do a lot because of the movement and the elast uh, um, elasticity elasticity yeah. <laughs> of the skin both exactly. not english speakers <laughs> arrows arrows mm. mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I would. That's why I love tattooing women as well because uh, the skin is so soft and and. Um, so I delicate. was not thinking about that. That of course there's a difference also when it comes to men and women in regard of the skin. What is the men's skin typically in comparison to women? What is the difference? Harder. Hmm? Yeah, harder. Harder, and it always uh, depends. Uh, culturally, mm -hmm. like where the person grew up and come from. So the skin is different. Mm -hmm. um, at some point in my life, I moved to Sweden 
and that's actually where I really start my career and um, people would love what I do because it's a lot of black work and they have really um, what is black work it's only black like and as a plaque on the skin it's no color is used exactly actually we can use black work as a style use as well white mm -hmm. which it gives a little bit of light which is beautiful but um black and gray mm -hmm. we could say as well um but what was I saying? I'm sorry. The differences of the skin between men and women. Yeah, obviously, and the and the um, the culture as well. So I was in Sweden, and people are really uh, pale because they don't spend ah, a lot of time in the sun. Their skin are amazing, and they love they love really dark tattoos. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's such a, a beautiful country to tattoo in as well. They're so covered, so they they have no problem to get their body filled up yeah and i have to add maybe here in bali tattoos are very very popular right and i have to say like the it's really artistic what you can see here like drawn on people's body it's it's really beautiful it's so beautiful that even i've thought about having a little tattoo somewhere <laughs> so um you told me your clients come and they ask for also your idea on what they should carry on their body right so it's a kind of, I would even say like interaction. You help also the clients to maybe find a piece of themselves or what they would like to become then later on. How important is the connection between you and your clients? And does it happen that you come across a client where you say there is an energy or there's a feeling or whatever but you feel like you need to decline the client and if so what do you do then um yeah i mean i never i mean yes it happened uh, that the energy between us didn't work out um but um it's like we all human you know even for me some days it's because there's a real exchange of energy mm -hmm. and this there's as well it's a real connection you know i love to really exchange with the person in terms of I take the, the idea and I'm creating um, so I, I like to really put them in the place where I want them to feel they created as well the design mm -hmm. but in the years of work um, I realized that what I on the end you know when I got closer from myself I realized that actually the connection to my customers um, are probably the most important now left for me mm -hmm. when before that wasn't the case but what I mean is is yeah mm -hmm. you told me also that you have been started as one of the first women in the tattoo business in France like more than a decade ago what were the biggest challenges to overcome when you have started becoming a tattoo artist? What were they and how did you overcome them? So I started tattooing, I was 17 years old. You're all so young! <laughs> <laughs> um, and in the industry, there was only, I, I could remember in France, I think it was only a couple of, of women tattooists. 
So I it was really hard for me. Mm-hmm. I didn't been I haven't been taken seriously. I never found an apprenticeship, so I'm not Was so it because different. you were a woman or because you were so young? Um, I do believe, I mean, in the industry, they want people mm-hmm. to be young because it's a really old school way of uh, thinking and behaving as an industry. And um, so the tattoo industry is an old fashioned industry. That's oh what you mean. my God. Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. I thought they were all like fancy and cool. No, what happened is um, they, they, so as it's such a gratifying and rewarding profession, um, they think that an apprenticeship must be hard. An apprenticeship must to be made for sucking the floor and, and you know, grab the rubbish and do that over and over for, t- for a couple of years. And even like, Put your put the apprentice in the age of, of I mean I went honestly I went it was a few years ago I went in a guest past um guest spot in Switzerland and um the apprenticeship there he went to depression after a year because they pushed him I remember we had to drink after a long day of work one day and um. One of the tattoos, he was grabbing away um, the, um, the chili that was a one on the cocktail. And I was like, for what do you use this? He's like, the apprentice have to eat it tomorrow. And just for fun, just to push somewhere because they believe you have to go to the war. You have to be strong. and So they want to make you hard. Yes, that's horrible. Mm-hmm. And... Because is it a game of power then, if I may ask? It sounds for me like a game of power. It is, and um, I mean, tattooist men, they 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 are seen as really ego- egoistic, you know, like really not humble and full of themselves. And I'm fucking honest, and it is the case, <laughs> especially in France, you know. And fair enough, you know, it's a difficult mm-hmm. job. Like, they ask a lot of focus, they ask a lot of work as well. Um, if you want to be good, you have to put on time, you have to put on practice. And I really fought for where I am today. And to come back to my experience, um, <clears throat> so I, I 17 years, 18 years old, I wanted to find an apprenticeship. And I knocked on a lot of doors and I got a lot of doors closed. Um, yes, because I was a woman and most of the time, I mean, they couldn't take me seriously. One didn't want me because his wife, no, no, no. And for, for not really legit reason, you know, and at some point I haven't gave up mm-hmm. and, um, I worked on bars, I worked on restaurants and I was like, well, if it's that hard, but somewhere within me, I just believed that I will do it because I really always had this inner belief that anything I, I, I wish I could accomplish it. Because when I saw your portfolio and you next to me yesterday, I could see like how your eyes were shining and how you were like blowing up when you talk about your work. So I got the impression it's something you really enjoy doing, right? It's your passion. You love doing what you're doing. So was it like you had the dream of becoming a tattoo artist and you want to go for it, that was for sure, and you knew you can manage? 
And if so, how could you cope with those declines in your life, with the doors being closed? What did you do then to not get into depression or saying like, oh, just give up, it's easier, I find something else, maybe a nine to five job? Well, as I said, I went to do this, but I believe that the only thing that stopped us to accomplish our dreams are our belief. Is mm -hmm. it means if only us. If it's it's your subconscious, if you don't believe you can you do mm -hmm. something, you won't be able to do it. If you truly believe you can do something, whatever how long you will take, you will accomplish it. And you what did you do to not give up then that belief because for a lot of people they might have in their head like oh i would love to become abcd this is my inner passion this is what my calling in life is for my even my purpose but somehow they don't manage to get there you know they always might might say like when i have saved enough money when i'm old enough when i don't know maybe when i once i'm retired then i do what i really love doing so how did you manage to not give up what you were believing in what you call your your inner belief, what you know, what you are the best in in your life. Well, I ran into a video not a long time ago. Mm -hmm. I hope it will reply a little bit to this mm -hmm. uh, question. But um, it's he was saying as an artist, I can't remember who he is. Um, but he was saying that to become good at something creative that we do, that we're passionate about, something that we want to experiment as a job, making money mm -hmm. out of it. Uh, there is a time of two years before to be actually good enough at something mm -hmm. and during these two years you have to keep on practicing and keep on even if you you know that your working is not excellent but you know you have good taste then you need to keep on going keep on doing and then yeah just patience as well patience with ourselves and it comes back to it's really parallel of, of our generation, you know, instant, instant gratification. But in that point, you can't be a career, passionate, uh, successful person on something if you give up too early. Mm -hmm. Practicing and people are like, yeah, art is in, is in genetic. Yeah, I do believe so. It is a little bit, you know, and it is in, in as well in my experience. Like what I live to make me artistic and see life artistically. Mm -hmm. I think everything in artistic, everything. So is you mean beautiful. like the talent is something you're born with, right? Mm -hmm. You might have a talent you're born with. Mm -hmm. I believe we're all gifted. Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Um, but I won't say I am born tattooist. I'm born designer. No, I I practice those mm -hmm. and. I worked really hard for it and maybe I could have been practicing fashion design I could mm -hmm. be really good at it mm -hmm. right now you know because some people are better with just you know like mental work yeah this right? is what I mean like maybe you were born with a certain talent but it not does not necessarily mean that you will be just by that successful in your life you need and I think this is your point you need to practice on it whatever kind of talent you have and I'm convinced Everybody of us is having talent. And I would even say, but that is my belief, that we all have creativity. We just lose it on the way. Like if you have a look on like little kids, I do have two nephews. It's unbelievable. 
You do not do to give them toys. If you just let them, they will find everywhere a creative way or find something that makes them happy and being passionate about. So there actually is this really good point mm -hmm. that you have about children because the more I grew mm -hmm. and the adult within me, the more I understand. So they say that um, from zero to seven, you have 80, a capacity of 80% of, of your creativity. And from seven and the enter in school, it goes down to 2%. Mm -hmm. 2%. That means like we we lost this playfulness. Playfulness is oh, creativity. It's so important playfulness. I love yeah. playfulness in life. Yeah. And I try always to keep a, play, a space, daily space for playfulness. Mm -hmm. For just getting, I love this expression, getting comfortable with the unknown because this helps me to expand my mind. When it comes to creativity, I'm sure you know those moments where you're maybe sitting in front of a paper and you cannot find your connection, you've called it the, the womb, where the women have their creativity stored in. So what do you do when you feel like, oh, now I do have, you are invited at one place and you can work as a tattoo artist for a certain period of time and you cannot find your connection to your inner creativity. And maybe some of us can relate to it. So what do you do then? Mm. I mean, it happened to me before and um, I believe sometimes breaks mm -hmm. out of it, mm -hmm. like cut it, mm -hmm. um, it helps. Mm -hmm. I practice myself meditation. Mm. I love meditation. Isn't this like a gorgeous thing? It's one of the best thing in life. It, it helps you, it really do. And it helps you technically or physiologically, mm -hmm. it helps you to deconnect to your mind. Mm -hmm what I was saying before, so reconnect mm -hmm. to your creativity. But as well, as for me, it's a lot about my environment. Mm -hmm. Like I can't be sit in a supermarket and be like in the corner sitting on the bank and be like, now you draw and <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need, I have like, I need my space and mm -hmm. either silence, either mm -hmm. a bit of music and there is an emotional stage as well. Because some people say, you know, emotion brings a lot of art mm. which is true you know i i like i even remember myself being a kid and after my mother passed away when i was seven and the time i realized it a little bit later um i spent a lot of time on my own listening music and singing and dancing and and creating and and just flowing through it and you know this is all art you know when i was and i was really leaving my emotion through it and my feelings and and yeah you told me your mom uh was an artist did she encourage you in your artwork when you were younger do you have um, someone who told you about your relationship or you can even remember and if so, to what extent do you think it was important for your development that you had this artistic environment back home? Um, so I am only a child mm -hmm. and I think what has been a big play in my artistic, uh, in my creativity side, um, is how much I was playing on my own outside. I used to live uh, in the countryside and 
grab um, close to the heels and I was really left on my own and I was with my dog and I was playing I was you know I, I and I, I played a lot with spells and potions and plants and running around and I do believe when I look back now mm -hmm. this really helped me to uh, build my creativity and I look at kids now in, in the iPad and this is it's, it's a killer it is I, I truly believe it is because yeah that's where everything my playfulness and and it would maybe even be different if I had siblings you know um but yeah and now I'm, I'm so creative that at some point I was creating too much and I <laughs> yes if I may touch that but I think you're fine with it because we've spoken about it earlier you told me your mom passed away when you were seven years and then you were taking responsibility at a very young age for yourself. You went to the groceries, you started to cook for yourself. You were living with your dad, but your dad was, he was due to certain reasons. Maybe you know them, Kenny, because he was incapable. There was no space in his life. He had just not seen it and didn't recognize it, but he couldn't be there for you as you might have wanted his support at that young age. Mm. And I think you said that this was a period where sadness was also part of your life. And at the same time, I remember you saying a period where you learned a lot. And now, at the age of 27, you look back at the period and you can see how much strength you could build upon that. So what do you remember of that period in your life? And to what extent do you think it has marked you? And why would you view yourself now being even stronger than before? Mm. Um, I believe experience builds us. Mm -hmm. And um, because, so the, the advantage of this situation, uh, father that was uh, emotionally not really invested, or even physically, to be honest, I moved with him, I was seven years old. He was working a lot and then from 10 I was uh, really left on my own and, and feeding myself and dealing with this and um, the advantage that I, I keep was how much freedom I had from it um, and you know when you leave a little bit of um, a chaotic childhood mm -hmm. uh, you have tendency to cut your emotion out so I was cutting emotion from my body and I realized this not a long time ago when actually I was suffering from different um, pain in my body and I could go on for hours with, that, with for example, migraines or something mm -hmm. and not really um, relate to it. And then actually it's because it's, a, it's um, mechanisms <laughs> that we, we yeah. defense yeah. mechanisms that we create, you know? And so I remember actually feeling really free to experiment anything. Mm -hmm. And um, at that time, growing up like 13 years old, I was hanging out with people that was older than me and I started trying drugs and going out and doing so crazy things. And I think I experimented all. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and it built who I am. Honestly, and I know like today I'm a totally different person and I've never been, I think, 
as healthy as I am. Um, but even losing my mother, you know, if I didn't have this, I don't know who I would be today. Probably mm -hmm. is such a different person. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so, and the same for my art. Like, I believe the darkness and the sadness and the suffering um, that I've been through, that I don't call nowadays sufferings, mm -hmm. you know, but is a part of what give me this inspiration or this sensitivity, this for human beings yeah. for connection this this drive for life mm. and this passion for for mm. everything around me you know for just living and eating and sleeping and mm. laughing you know that's that's a part of it yeah i would like to ask you three questions if i may please if you would have um once you will have most probably a daughter and the daughter is something 10 11 12 what kind of advice when it comes to empowerment would you like to give her um play life is simple life is so simple like trust yourself like i've been spending wasting so much time overthinking stuff mm. that was no worth it but trust me if i have a daughter nothing that's what i lived will happen to her <laughs> and she will absolutely not come in coming in this life with the same baggage and this is like the baggage you mean, like the baggage you had to live through in your life. Yeah, because you wouldn't like to want your daughter to live through the same. Yeah, because actually, mm -hmm. when you give birth to a kid, this kid is is holding the baggage of the parents, mm -hmm. even from like you know the first hours. If those parents haven't dealt with their traumas and traumas from generation to generation, we, we know that then the kid will just punch everything. And then this kid then later, if it has to deal with this and that will happen, you know, I, I, I heritate from the traumas of my parents as well. And, and if I heal myself properly, then my, my daughter wouldn't have to live all anything like it. And I would love her to be empowered and for her to face her fears. And that's one of my favorite quotes. Because when you do face what you fear, mm -hmm. the fear disappears. And then when you get back from it is confidence, trust and empowerment. And empowerment. And that's such a beautiful life lesson, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I... I, I love the idea of empowerment. It's such a beautiful strength. And no matter what you are doing, because it combines so many traits and so many qualities. Um, and I think this would also lead me to the second question I would like to bring up here. <laughs> when it comes to men, because I can see you are really empowered, you are financially independent. I can see your strength. I can see that you try to work on what you are triggered by, yeah, to make that become smaller, that you are more yourself, more grounded. You said healing to the process, 
clearing your mind, maybe at a point managing your emotions better. Again, to not be so easily triggered, but we are generally, everybody from us knows that you can be so triggered by certain person or situations. So when you have a look at your potential partner, the more awakened you are, maybe the more you also ask for an awakened man. So what would be a perfect composition of your future partner? Hmm. Good question. I think um, self-awareness, mm -hmm. compassion, mm -hmm. understanding, mm -hmm. patience um, are one of the most important mm -hmm. quality. Mm -hmm. And it's the quality, um, you know, I believe the quality that I want to build in myself. Like I can't ask someone, I want you to have those qualities. I have to have them, mm. you know, and it's something I'm still working on. Mm. My patience and trust, trusting myself. It's hard to trust people when you have mm. a certain uh, standard mm. of people that, you know, um, educate mm. you or made you in this world. But yeah, it's, I had a lot of lessons through this and it's a lot of acceptance when you can accept yourself you can accept others mm. and mm. yeah and so it's the self-love and i think you said a very very important thing you said like i cannot just imagine the man i would like to have i cannot bake it um i first have to look at those traits i'm looking for the other person i'm living them by myself that they are part of me right mm. Mm. The, the, the thing that i've mm. understood as well is um, I haven't reached it yet, but <laughs> it's like when I love myself and accept myself, I can accept any trait in someone else. It's, when do you feel that you do not love yourself? What are the moments in your life mm. where you are not, this is a sub-question, one mm. of the last ones. When do you feel like, oh wow, Leah, at that point of time, I did not love myself? When I self-sabotage myself, that's really subconscious, but I... I do you have an example for that? Oh, yeah, for sure. When I really want to do, like, a piece of... Like, it's an experience mm -hmm. that happened a long time ago, <laughs> and my friend was upset with me. But this is a trait of sabotage. I don't know mm -hmm. if it's a significant for you, but... Um, I wanted to offer to my friend a piece of art with her, one of her picture and she's been waiting for it and I've been really meaning to do it and I just didn't mm. and this is a part of self-sabotage or for example like this is why is this a self-sabotage because because procrastination is mm -hmm. because it's something that is dear to me because my friends are really cold cause for my heart and I really care for that to you know share and serve and being my best for self for the people that I love and if I can't do it it's a deception for myself so I decept myself and I decept the person as well it's a very very good approach a very wise approach but it's is I mean realizing it's it's self-awareness is it's already, I believe, half of the job. Mm. Mm.
but to say something else as well it goes with our body you know i've been through uh, 10 years of eating disorders and uh, last year i went through the recovering with such a process but i saw myself emotionally eating is as well as self-sabotage you know is it's hurting yourself. It's not treating yourself in a good manner. Yeah, exactly. And I've been doing it until hurting myself. And this is pure self-sabotage. Jesus, you really have to allot it. Just 27. <laughs> and so many years to live. Yes. Yes. But only better So, But I think we can all agree, like, those people that I know that are the most interesting ones, they all have gone a path in this life. You know, they all went through some dark periods in their life. They have done facing their shadow players, mm. yeah, and went through shit mm. to call it so easy life. Mm. Mm. Yeah, if nothing happened to you, then then how duality? We experiment the duality of No, this is also my concept of life. I love duality in life. Yes. Because it's all like this, yes. right? It's a concept that you explains so much. And then from the two extremes, you learn, no, yes. I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be like that. I just want to yes. be balanced in the middle. And that's how you can empathize from the two extremes as well. Mm -hmm. And you can be compassionate, mm -hmm. you know, more compassionate and bring all... I have another sub-question for you, because one of the first interviews I did was the one with Dave from Istana, and he said, there is no balance in life, because with or it's not good to aim for balance. I think this is what he said. I don't want to misquote him. And he said, like, with balance, there is stillness. There is never balance in nature. And he views, like, balance as well. Again, I don't want to misquote him, but this is what I took out of the conversation is, also something that means death so it's good to also have not all the time balance in your life because then you can develop yourself yeah i understand his point and um it's a part of being passionate i guess yeah it's a part of running in the two extremes yeah. which is fair enough but if you go to one and the other extreme it meets in the middle so even if you're there and only there every now and then there's still like physiologically a balance in the middle if you too from one point then it's unbalanced i believe if you never the other mm -hmm. yeah that's balance you can't be just in the middle from the two extreme mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. thank you the last one unfortunately because i really enjoy talking to you so the last question I would have is, if you could play God from very above there, and you could have the possibility to give as a gift to the world creativity, mm. how would you do this? And I ask you that question because I view creativity as one of the key, key, key traits we all should have in our lives. So if you could play God, how would you do that? So first, I believe we're all creative. We all have it. We're human beings. We're meant to create. We create our reality by what we believe, by what we see. Mm -hmm. um, but in the point that I would love us to all switch our way mm -hmm. of thinking and a way of seeing success mm -hmm. and the 
to see mm. duality on people as well mm. the way that we all want you know mm. you can be my sister <laughs> you know what i mean or part of myself but it's it's like if we if we believe this like the whole world will be different mm. and and if we don't run after money to be able to live then we will be able to run after what we love mm. what we're passionate about what we just have this mm -hmm. thing inside of us that tells us oh i want to do that and if there is not this the system of of economy then we will be more free to experiment what we love and hopefully not lost ourselves because mm -hmm. maybe there will be different system to support mm -hmm. mental health and and like in in countries in india for example they have gurus in every families and they teach them how to be happy from a really young age with nothing mm -hmm. so you go in india and you walk around and everything everyone is happy even if they live in in a little garbage as a as a cabin you know and and they just learn how to be happy and we haven't we haven't and then we run believing that success is recognition is owning that much of money or owning that much um material but is it really or what? is it really is so it you really? can ask yourself another question is it really ah yeah thank you so much for having spent time with me and thank you for having spent time with us I hope you feel as inspired as I do right now. And I really have to thank you from the bottom of my heart. We touched a lot of subjects from shadow players to creativity to tattoos and where to put them on. If you want to find out more about Leah, you can have a look in the show notes. Please make sure you subscribe to the channel. Ideally, you also leave a review on the iTunes podcast and don't forget to keep on shining. Yours, Karina Rosa.